Chapter Two of the Boy Scouts Book of Campfire Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Myra Parker. The Boy Scouts Book of Campfire Stories. Chapter Two The Wild Horse Hunter. Part Four by Zane Gray. Sloan looked grimly glad when simultaneously with the first red flash of sunrise a breeze fanned his cheek. All that was needed now was a west wind, and here came the assurance of it. The valley appeared hazy and smoky with slow rolling clouds low down where the line of fire moved. The coming of daylight paled the blaze of the grass though here and there sloan caught flickering glimpses of dull red flame the wild stallion kept to the center of the valley restlessly facing this way and that but never toward the smoke sloan made sure that wildfire gradually gave ground as a line of smoke slowly worked toward him every moment the breeze freshened grew steadier and stronger until sloan saw that it began to clear the valley of the low-hanging smoke there came a time when once more the blazing line extended across from slope to slope wildfire was cornered trapped many times sloan nervously uncoiled and recoiled his lasso presently the great chance of his life would come the hardest and most important throw he would ever have with a rope. He did not miss often, but then he missed sometimes, and here he must be swift and sure. It annoyed him that his hands perspired and trembled, and that something weighty seemed to obstruct his breathing. He muttered that he was pretty much worn out, not in the best of condition for a hard fight with a wild horse still he would capture wildfire his mind was unalterably set there he anticipated that the stallion would make a final and desperate rush past him and he had his plan of action all outlined what worried him was the possibility of wildfire's doing some unforeseen feat at the very last sloan was prepared for hours of strained watching and then for a desperate effort and then a shock that might kill wildfire and cripple nagger or a long race and fight but he soon discovered that he was wrong about the long watch and wait the wind had grown strong and was driving the fire swiftly the flames fanned by the breeze leaped to a formidable barrier in less than an hour though the time seemed only a few moments to the excited sloan wildfire had been driven down toward the narrowing neck of the valley and he had begun to run to and fro back and forth any moment then sloan expected him to grow terrorized and to come tearing up toward the pass wildfire showed evidence of terror but he did not attempt to make the pass instead he went at the right-hand slope of the valley and began to climb the slope was steep and soft yet the stallion climbed up and up the dust 
flew in clouds the gravel rolled down and the sand followed in long streams wildfire showed his keenness by zigzagging up the slope go ahead you red devil yelled sloan he was much elated in that soft bank wildfire would tire out while not hurting himself sloan watched the stallion in admiration and pity and exultation wildfire did not make much headway for he slipped back almost as much as he gained he attempted one place after another where he failed there was a bank of clay some few feet high and he could not round it at either end or surmount it in the middle finally he literally pawed and cut a path much as if he were digging in the sand for water when he got over that he was not much better off the slope above was endless and grew steeper more difficult toward the top sloan knew absolutely that no horse could climb over it he grew apprehensive however for wildfire might stick up there on the slope until the line of fire passed the horse apparently shunned any near proximity to the fire and performed prodigious efforts to escape he'll be riding an avalanche pretty soon muttered sloan long sheets of sand and gravel slid down to spill thinly over the low bank wildfire now sinking to his knees worked steadily upward till he had reached a point halfway up the slope at the head of a long yellow bank of treacherous-looking sand here he was halted by a low bulge which he might have surmounted had his feet been free but he stood deep in the sand for the first time he looked down at the sweeping fire and then at sloan suddenly the bank of sand began to slide with him he snorted in fright the avalanche started slowly and was evidently no mere surface slide it was deep it stopped then started again and again stopped wildfire appeared to be sinking deeper and deeper his struggles only embedded him more firmly then the bank of sand with an ominous low roar began to move once more this time it slipped swiftly the dust rose in a cloud almost obscuring the horse long streams of gravel rattled down and waterfalls of sand waved over the steps of the slope just as suddenly the avalanche stopped again sloan saw from the great oval it had left above that it was indeed deep that was the reason it did not slide readily when the dust cleared away sloan saw the stallion sunk to his flanks in the sand utterly helpless with a wild whoop sloan leaped off nagger and a lasso in each hand he ran along the long bank the fire was perhaps a quarter of a mile distant and since the grass was thinning out it was not coming so fast as it had been the position of the stallion was halfway between the fire and sloan and a hundred yards down the slope like a madman sloan climbed up through the dragging loose sand he was beside himself with the fury of excitement he fancied his eyes were failing him that it was not possible the great horse really was up there helpless in the sand 
yet every huge stride sloan took brought him closer to a fact he could not deny in his eagerness he slipped and fell and crawled and leaped until he reached the slide which held wildfire prisoner the stallion might have been fast in quicksand up to his body for all the movement he could make he could move only his head he held that up his eyes wild showing the whites his foaming mouth wide open his teeth gleaming a sound like a scream rent the air terrible fear and hate were expressed in that piercing neigh and shaggy wet dusty red with all of brute savageness in the look and action of his head he appeared hideous as sloan leaped within roping distance the avalanche slipped a foot or two halted slipped once more and slowly started again with that low roar he did not care whether it slipped or stopped like a wolf he leaped closer whirling his rope the loop hissed round his head and whistled as he flung it and when fiercely he jerked back on the rope the noose closed tight round wildfire's neck i got a rope on him cried sloan in hoarse pants he stared unbelieving it was unreal that sight unreal like the slow grinding movement of the avalanche under him wildfire's head seemed a demon head of hate it reached out mouth agape to bite to rend that horrible scream could not be the scream of a horse Sloane was a wild horse hunter a rider and when that second of incredulity flashed by then came the moment of triumph no moment could ever equal that one when he realized he stood there with a rope around that grand stallion's neck all the days and the miles and the toil and the endurance and the hopelessness and the hunger were paid for in that moment his heart seemed too large for his breast i tracked you he cried savagely i stayed with you and i got a rope on you and i'll ride you you red devil the passion of the man was intense that endless racking pursuit had brought out all the hardness the desert had engendered in him almost hate instead of love spoke in sloan's words he hauled on the lasso pulling the stallion's head down and down the action was the lust of capture as well as the rider's instinctive motive to make the horse fear him life was unquenchably wild and strong in that stallion it showed in the terror which made him hideous and man and beast somehow resembled each other in that moment which was inimical to noble life the avalanche slipped with little jerks as if treacherously losing its hold for a long plunge the line of fire below ate at the bleached grass and the long column of smoke curled away on the wind sloan held the taut lasso with his left hand and with the right he swung the other rope catching the noose round wildfire's nose 
Then, letting go of the first rope, he hauled on the other, pulling the head of the stallion far down. Hand over hand, Sloan closed in on the horse. He leaped on Wildfire's head, pressed it down, and holding it down on the sand with his knees. With swift fingers he tied the nose in a hackamore, an improvised halter. Then, just as swiftly, he bound his scarf tight round Wildfire's head, blindfolding him. All so easy, claimed Sloan under his breath. Who would believe it? Is it a dream? He rose and let the stallion have a free head. Wildfire, I got a rope on you, and a hackamore, and a blinder, said Sloan. And if I had a bridle, I'd put that on you. Who'd ever believe you'd catch yourself dragging in the sand? Sloan, finding himself falling on the sand, grew alive to the augmented movement of the avalanche. It had begun to slide, to heave, and bulge, and crack, dust rose in clouds from all around the sand appeared to open and let him sink to his knees the rattle of gravel was drowned in a soft roar then he shot down swiftly holding the lassos keeping himself erect and riding as if in a boat he felt the successive steps of the slope and then the long incline below and then the checking and rising and spreading of the avalanche as it slowed down on the level. All movement then was checked violently. He appeared to be half buried in sand. When he struggled to extricate himself, the thick dust blew away and settled to what he could see. Wildfire lay before him at the edge of the slide, and now he was not so deeply embedded as he had been up on the slope. He was struggling, and probably soon would have been able to get out. The line of fire was close now, but Sloan did not fear that. At his shrill whistle, Nagger bounded toward him, obedient, but snorting. With ears laid back, he halted. A second whistle started him again. Sloan finally dug himself out of the sand, pulled the lassos out, and ran the length of them toward Nagger. The black showed both fear and fight. His eyes rolled, and he half shied away. Come on, called Sloan harshly. He got a hand on the horse, pulled him round, and mounting in a flash, wound both lassos round the pommel of the saddle. Haul him out, Nagger, old boy, cried Sloan, and he dug spurs into the black. One plunge of Nagger's slid the stallion out of the sand, snorting, wild, blinded wildfire got up shaking in every limb he could not see his enemies the blowing smoke right in his nose made scent impossible but in the taut lassos he sensed the direction of his captors he plunged rearing at the end of the plunge and struck out viciously with his hoofs sloane quick with spur and bridle swerved nagger aside and wildfire off his balance went down with a crash. Sloane dragged him, stretched him out, pulled him over twice before he got four feet planted. Once up, he reared again, screeching his rage, striking wildly with his hoofs. Sloane wheeled aside and toppled him over again. Wildfire, it's no fair fight, he called grimly, but you led me a chase, and you learn right now. 
I'm boss. End of chapter two, part four. Recording by Myra Parker.